Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and next to me is Matt. Hello, yes, welcome. Season four rolls on. Yes, and we're very excited to bring you an episode today all about myths. Yes, the worst myths you need to stop believing because there's a lot out there. There are. There are. And this could be a very long episode, but we've, we've culled it down to what we feel are the most common, but also probably the most damaging. Yes, myths that are out there. So we want to start by just saying that you need to understand that 99% of the weight loss industry is complete bullshit. Mm. We'll start with that. One of my all-time favorite sayings, Courtney, as you know, is the answer to all of your questions is money. Yes. (laughs) The overwhelming majority of our industry, as much as I hate to say it, it's true, are more interested in taking your money through whatever scheme is going to tap into your emotion mm. and desperation and who gives a flying fuck if it's actually sustainable or if it could actually work. Yeah. So we're here to shoot some of this bullshit down mm-hmm. and I think we'll start here, Courtney, by saying there is obviously a, a boatload of noise mm. out there. Yes. Uh, do you have Google open there, Courtney? I will in a second. Let's go into Google Mm -hmm. and let's do a search. How to lose weight. Live Google search here on the show. How many results we got here? That's a lot of zeros. (laughs) (laughs) One, zero, nine, zero, 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 zero. Okay. Okay. Uh, that sounds, without me looking at it too hard, between 10 million and a billion <laughs> hits on, on how to lose weight. And the thing is, you can go, the point here is you can go do a search on the internet, be it a, you know, jump on Reddit, Google, your favorite like health website, Facebook or Instagram, whatever. And you can be told 10 to 20 tremendous or tremendously sounding ways to lose weight. And they all sound convincing and believable and genuine and they all contradict each other. Yeah. So it very often will lead to you always end up asking yourself the question, like, where the fuck do I start? Mm. You get so confused. Yeah. By the noise. We Did you ever have this, Courtney, before you and I met in terms of like the, all these different things that I could do, where do I go? Yeah, absolutely, and that was sort of back in the days. <laughs> Sounds stupid. It was back in the days where we didn't back really in the day. we didn't really Google things. <laughs> You're talking like you're old. You're 31. But we Chill didn't. Out. We didn't. You no, didn't. I didn't. You didn't. Not we didn't. You didn't. You didn't either. Back in the day. Yeah, but I'm also old as dirt. How old is Google? Awkward silence. Holy tries to remember. Older than you think. Anyway, 
I never really Googled things like that, I have to say, but the noise for me came from back, you know, when I was a teenager, the social media wasn't even really a thing either. So a lot of it was still written media. Print stuff, magazines. Yep. Yep. Um, You also had uh, television. Oh, yep, yep. You know, they would talk about it a lot. Those morning shows, things like that, they were always pumping the next it diet. Do you want some news on that one? Mm. They still do. They still do. Um, I don't watch the news, so no. Just a bit bit of an aside, a number of years ago, Courtney and I appeared on the morning news. Yes. Um, and I believe it was like the the next week they were talking about some fasting diet. Yes. It's just it's just what's the next fucking thing. Oh anyway, yeah. It yeah. rolls on. So those were sort of like the main the main things that we where you got your noise and, and just from uh, talking to people, it was just from people always telling you what they've done or they've heard this or or their cousin's cousin did this diet and it worked for them and Oh yeah. You know, there was always um, mostly word of mouth, and everyone had an opinion. Nothing's changed there. No, nothing's changed there <laughs> at all. Nope. So it, it does lead to confusion. I do have to say, though, I, I really thank my lucky stars that I grew up not in a time of social media. I do. You know what? That's a really good point, and I agree with that because I think it would be even harder now because – you, you can be so easily influenced by like someone you follow, say, on Instagram. Mm. I'm giving away one of, the, one of the myths here, but we'll get to that later on. But you can be so easily influenced and, and misled mm. in a way by seeing what your, your favourite influencer might be doing and mm, you don't know the full story. No. You know, or you get caught, especially I think the biggest thing with social media, you get caught in comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Oh, well that person who I haven't met and wouldn't know from a bar of soap, they lost 20 kilos in 12 weeks. What the fuck's wrong with me? Mm. Like, you don't know the full story. No. You may even know the true story. Yeah, that's right. You know? So let's let's dive in because there's a bit to go through here and we are going to rage. Mm. We're going to rant. Mm-hmm. So this episode, like every episode, comes with an explicit language warning because some of this shit really pisses us off. Yes. All right. Let's start with the first myth. You need to stop believing. Shall I? Yes. Here, mate. Take these supplements. They're just as good as real food. No, they're fucking not. No, and I think the main thing that we say all the time is supplements are called supplements for a reason because they're not food. They're supplements. They're to supplement your your nutritional Look, intake. Don't come at me with definitions of words, okay? <laughs> I don't want the facts. So and so on Facebook told me that I can take these pills mm. and they're superfood pills and they're just as good as eating my fruit and my vegetables and my lean protein sources. So and so on Facebook told me. Don't come at me with these facts. Fuck you. Yes, that is complete bullshit. Mm. Human body was built to eat food. Yeah. The issue isn't so much eating food as what people are choosing to eat, Mm. but that myth needs to get thrown out in the bin. Absolutely. When when, when used correctly, sorry, Courtney, I didn't mean to cut you off. When used correctly, the right supplements, and we do have an episode on this, 
back in the archives. Don't ask me what number it is because I can't remember because we've done a thousand of these now-ish. Um, but it was about, you know, what are the best supplements? But when taken correctly, the, the right research-proven supplements will add to a, a healthy, balanced plan. Mm. When they're promoted as, I've used this to replace mm. the food you eat, like that is a gigantic red flag. Yes. And to me... The moment someone tries to push that across, like, hey, take these pills or take these powders, they're, they're just as good as real food, I know that either they are deliberately deceiving people or they are just purely ignorant. Mm. Either way, the outcome is the same. You are not to be believed. Mm. Yeah? Any additional thoughts you'd like to add to that or have I ranted effectively here? No, mostly I'd just point out that supplements are fantastic not only for weight loss and body transformation but just overall nutrition and health. Well, they can boost a plan and performance. Look, you look at the performance benefits in terms of like intense training and how it can support that. But are they going to like, and here's an easy example. If you get caught up in the supplements and you don't give two shits about the food you're cooking for yourself, you're just winging that. What are the supplements going to do? Nothing. Jack shit. They are, they definitely there to help, to help fill a gap basically. Um, not a gap of food, but a gap in between that. So to help, as you say, with performance, um, to help with recovery. There's just so many things that they can help with, but they're definitely not food. No, they're, they're, they're a, here's a funny metaphor. They're the icing on a cake, but they're not the cake. No. Are they? Uh, would you like to take the next myth, Courtney? No, I think you should just read them out because you get so into it. Uh, I, I like hearing you read them out. Am I entertaining you here? Yeah, am I? you are. Okay. The next myth that, for the love of God, you need to fucking stop believing is this. I'm concerned about lifting weights as I don't want to get bulky or look like a man. This is for you if you are a lady and you are listening. If you say this to yourself, give yourself an uppercut. Yeah. I'm currently looking across my table, my desk, at my wife. She's the co-host of this show. Her name's Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Do you, do you lift weights? I do. How, like, like, they make you look bulky or look like a man? Not the last time I checked. Not the last time I checked either. <laughs> no. And I check a lot. But it is a big concern. If my memory serves, Matt, I actually asked you this the very first time we met. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Why did you ask me that? Because I thought that that's what it took. What made you think that? Noise. Just, it wouldn't have been Hashtag anything. Hashtag noise. Yeah, it wouldn't have been anything. It would have just been my very, I had no experience. And I think that this myth often comes from people that have no experience lifting weights. So yeah. once you've lifted weights, you get a really good understanding of what goes into it, how it how it changes your body, and you, you really start to get a feel for other people in the gym and, and it really opens up your mind. But I, before I met you, Matt, never lifted weights. I'm, yes. So Treadmill girl. I think that, um, that that probably, it was just the fear of the unknown and you start to you start to listen to other people or you start to see people in the gym space that might be training for a, for a specific look. Mm. So females that are in the weights area, but they're training for a specific look. So they might be training for, for uh, 
bodybuilding ambitions or mm. they've got sports specific training that makes their body change in a in a in a particular way and so you see them and you think that it's represent representing anyone any female who lifts weights so that's probably just it's just my it would have been my ignorance of the whole weightlifting um side of things because i just didn't do it never around anyone who did it mm. um and yeah just making assumptions i think on people that i was seeing here's a question what has lifting weights done for your body it has definitely changed it okay let's but go not in terms of looking more masculine i need details it's, it's definitely changed it in the way of looking more feminine so it's changed the shape of my body uh changed the shape of my legs changed the shape of my um my backside in what ways though so when i was uh, at my heaviest i carry i particularly carry a lot of weight in my torso mm. um so back midsection stomach yeah all of that um hips to a certain degree so that high leg area mm-hmm. um it's definitely changed then my back my bum in particular used to be quite wide um because that's yeah part of the area that i carried my weight we've all got our different body shapes and we mm. all carry weight differently yep. um so for What's me it done for your butt? so for me it's changed my butt my hips have come in and my butt now has an actual shape to it that isn't Flat. Do you remember um, the way I used to describe the way your butt's changed? I can't think of it right now. I can. You went from a butter butt yeah. that looked like it was melting butter to a bubble butt, <laughs> perky and round and shapely and fills out a pair of leggings. Remember that? Yes, I do. And then, Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah. And it's the same thing for, for the rest of my legs. It's the same thing for my shoulders. I actually got shoulder definition. I've got a bit of back definition, um, and I, and I the toned and I, arms. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not super lean. I'm not those you know sports specific, bodybuilding specific trainers. That's in not the your gym. goal, though. That's not my goal. So I'm not as lean as that. And I think that the thing, the myth that I had mm. that I didn't understand until I was doing it was how much the food, how much that is a lot of the food and not the training. And I think that that's the biggest myth when it comes to this one that that us as women don't really understand if you've not been around and involved in in a sort of a healthy lifestyle, lifting weights, things like that. It's It's that we don't really understand that a lot of that look comes from the food, not the training. I am so glad you said that. Because that's what, that's where I was about to head to as well, and you completely nailed it. And the thing is, all results from training are about what happens when you're not training. Mm. So you can have two women doing the exact same uh, weights program, and depending on what they're eating, will get very different outcomes. Yes, very different. So. You might have one woman who, who what she eats, she just completely doesn't pay any attention to it. Doesn't, it's, it's like, oh, I'm all about the exercise. Great. Enjoy staying the same. <laughs> the other woman is very planned, prepared, and structured. She will change dramatically. 
They might be doing the same program, the same exercises, the same sets and reps, the same everything. And what they're, what they're doing when they're not training is what dictates the outcome. So well said. Mm. Anything else you'd like to add on this, uh, on this whole I want to get bulky bullshit? No, I think just mostly that, it, like what you said, it's just focus more on you and your goals and don't be um, put off from your assumptions from other people are doing. I agree. And I would also just like to say that every person we work with, including ourselves, male or female, does not matter. They're all lifting. Yeah. Also, from a, a, a more technical perspective, the female body responds to weights differently to men. Yes. We have different if women were if we, makeup. If women were loaded with testosterone, mm. like men were, it's we're having a different discussion. Absolutely, that's that's not the case. I would like to end this point by saying that weights will not make you bulky. Cupcakes will make you bulky. Yes. All right. The next one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my mind. The next myth you need to, for fuck's sake, stop believing is this. <sighs> I'm just not motivated. What? Honestly. (laughs) What the fuck? Yes, motivation tends to be one that comes up a lot. This is, I'm going to declare this, the single worst myth there is Mm. when it comes to what the context of this podcast. Mm. That you need motivation or you're lacking it. That is number. Would you agree, or am I talking shit here? No, it's it's definitely a terrible myth, and I think that the worst, buddy, the worst. Again, it's it's just one of those ones that people have their perception that every time someone succeeds at something, it's because they were motivated. Do you know what? It, I'm so glad you said that as well. You, you're you're killing it today. Oh, thank you. Killing it. People succeed because they get around the fact that they're not motivated. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's not that you're lacking in motivation. It's that you're lacking in a clearly defined goal or reason to take action. Mm. Are you? I know you're with me. Are you with me? Yes. Would you like to add anything else here, or am I just yelling into a microphone? (laughs) No, I think the again we've spoken about motivation a lot, and I think the the main. Are Are you motivated? Often, Courtney? No. I think the main thing to understand with motivation is it's a word that's always going to be around. And it's a word you can use here and there, but it can't ever be relied on. And that is the mm. that is the difference that you need to make. We're not saying to take the word motivation out of your life. We still use it sometimes as well. Oh, However, very it's always used to, on purpose. It's never thrown out there. As, as a catch-all. Well, it's not a crutch. It's not just a word mm. that can be just thrown around because then what happens in Willy is nilly. you start relying on it and it, motivation cannot be relied on. No, it is no, not no. to be um, – you're not going to put your money down on motivation, that's for sure. So you need to start understanding and have the perspective that motivation is going to come and go and that's okay. What's not okay yeah. is is relying on it. That's the difference that needs or to be made. Or using it, hiding behind it as an excuse for inconsistency. Yes. Yes. So it becomes the the blame 
or it becomes the the success, and it should never be either. I, I completely agree. I if completely you succeed, agree. it's because you had the determination and the will and the drive and all these other you had stronger a, words to use. You had the reason. You had the reason. If you if if you fail or if you um, trip up or if you have some bumps in the road, that's not motivation either. That is pick your poison. Mm. That's because your reason wasn't strong enough. That's because you were lazy. That's because you you made choices and they were the wrong ones. That's because you didn't time, you, you know, you didn't set aside time properly. That's because you didn't food prep properly. Or sometimes it's, got, it's because shit happens. And it's got nothing to do with motivation. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it. So you can still use the phrase but just stop using it to describe your wins or losses. And also... Don't come to us telling us that you need motivation because we aren't going to give it to you. Well, don't tell anyone you need motivation. Yeah, don't tell yourself. But like I said, it, it just means that you haven't clearly defined what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that is the anchor point for where the entire journey starts. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Yes. All right, the next myth I need to cut out carbs because carbs make me fat. Mm. <sighs> Such, a, Such a big sigh. Such a big sigh. Yes. Okay. Um, so. Courtney, do you eat carbs? I do. <laughs> Boom. I would not consider myself fat um, and I do eat carbs. You are fat. P-H-A-T. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think when it comes to this myth, what a lot of people tend to forget is there's different types of carbs. Mm. And I think that's the biggest the biggest thing when it comes to this myth, which is there are different types of carbs. Can I give, so, you, can I give you two types of carbs right now as a good example? Yes. Okay. One could be a bowl of vegetables. That is a source of carbohydrate. Mm. The other can be a gigantic mud cake. Also a source of carbohydrates. Are they the same? No. So I think that this is where our lack usually, because mm. I know this is a, the same for me and a lot of our clients are the same, our lack of understanding of food and nutritional content of food is crazy. Well, it's also a lack of understanding of the human body. What is the primary fuel source that, that fuels intense training? Carbs. Carbs. And I think that it is a lack of a really lack of knowledge, and I think it just comes from no no real fault of our own growing up because it's not something that's ever really emphasised in terms of knowledge. Um, and I think that I'm just going to move my microphone. Um, I think that that is a really big problem. So when we get older and we decide that we want to make changes in our lives, and we hear things like that, we don't know any better. Mm. And I think it's now up to us to start educating ourselves on how, as you say, Matt, how does the human body actually work? How, do, how does the metabolism actually work? And not just that, you can then get deeper in terms of, well, what, what sources of carbohydrates does my body respond best to? Yeah. So an example I've used a number of times on the podcast before, I'll use again now, let's, let's use Brussels sprouts. Because Brussels sprouts are a form of carbohydrate, a low energy carbohydrate, but very nutrient dense, a a, a vegetable superfood. Yes, Courtney can't have it. No, Matt does. 
Yes. By the bucket load. Does that mean there's something wrong if you can't have it because your body doesn't respond to it? No. Not at all. So carbs tend to get demonized. Yes. They almost get lumped into the same bucket as sugar. Mm, they oh, do. You can't have sugar. You can't have your carbohydrates. Like actually, you fucking can. And I'm a diabetic talking here. I know all about carbs because when I when I have the wrong carbs, my body tells me in yes. violent ways. Yes. You had the wrong thing, big boy. Mm-hmm. You know. We don't need to demonize them. It's a case of knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, how they work, where they can go, and what the differences are. Because like Courtney said a little bit earlier, they're not all equal. They're not all the same. One isn't the same as the other. No. It's a, it, it's a, a gigantic spectrum of, of different energy and nutrition sources that have different effects on the body, but also different effects on an individual body. Mm. You know, I've, I've experienced this working with so many people over a long time now is different bodies will respond to different carb sources mm. and you need to experiment to figure out you know, what is best for someone. Absolutely. We do make, uh, we, we differentiate between high and low energy sources mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, processing, packaging, ingredients list, etc., versus straight from the ground or off the tree uh, unprocessed, relatively untouched, mm-hmm. you know, and there are there are there are differences there. Yes, which we get into in more detail, um, you know, when we're educating our clients. Yes, but the myth of I need to cut carbs that make you fat. Actually, no, no, not at all. You need to get better at your selections of carbs and how you use them to get the most out of them. Because when you use them correctly, you train like a machine. You don't only train like a machine, you recover better. Yep. And as we said before in the the lifting weights myth, most of it's what happens outside the gym. Yeah. So so not only do you train better, your body is going to respond better mm-hmm. overall. And so I agree, Matt. I think a lot of this myth comes down to just again, it's not it's it's our perception of carbs, it's not the actual truth and it's not looking into the differences of carbs, yep. the, the how the body works. So when it comes to this myth, it really comes down to me about educating yourself and not taking it as, oh, they mean cakes and donuts and cupcakes and potato and rice and pasta. They're not the only carbs on earth. Vegetables and fruit are a source of carbohydrates. Yes, the end like and you'd be surprised once you get into the the knowledge Mm. where you know where certain fruits and vegetables fall in terms of that list so so that's yeah um, again it's just a it's just a generalization i think that myth it's another red flag where if you're looking into some program or or you're working with a coach and they tell you you've got to cut your carbs if someone tells me that it's like you don't know what the fuck you're doing Mm. yeah yep next one Mm-hmm. All right, the next myth you need to stop believing. I can't afford to eat healthy. You fucking what? Yeah. Eating healthy is expensive. Yeah. Do you know what else is expensive? Eating unhealthy. Yeah. It comes, yeah. This this is one that we've heard a lot. Yes. Um, 
countless number of times. And it also falls in line with, oh, I can't afford a gym membership or I want to lose weight, but I can't afford it. Mm. Fuck off. Mm. How much do you really want to change? Yeah. What are you willing to to give up mm. to get what you want? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, this one particularly triggers me just because of you think of you can get so caught up in a narrow-minded way of thinking in terms of, oh, it costs so much to get all this healthy food. Have you stopped to consider the cost of an unhealthy lifestyle beyond monetary costs in terms of medical costs, self-esteem costs, Mm -hmm. having to buy new sets of clothes because you're getting fatter costs, mental health um, damage. Yeah. From poor lifestyle. The cost of how it can affect your relationship with your significant other if you don't like yourself so much, you won't get naked with them. Mm-hmm. Or you won't, ha- you won't be intimate with your partner because of how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. and how that then gets passed off onto your partner, for example. Yep. Does anyone stop to think about this? No. The cost of... The cost of actually not taking care of yourself? No. Because that one that one there really, really gets me going. Just because when I think to myself of how much both of us have invested in terms of financial, time, energy, mental energy, emotional energy into improvement. Mm. And you like since you and I have met Courtney, like I'm not going to ask you how much money you think you've spent. It would be an ungodly number. If you had your time again, would you would you take all the money back that you've spent on eating healthy and changing yourself if it meant you stayed the same? No. Was it worth it then? Yeah. Why? Because I'm happier on so many levels. What levels? There's so much that has changed for me. So I would never want to go back to that. I've grown so much over the last years that I've been doing this, Mm. not only physically but mentally, that I could never imagine giving it back up to go back to that. I, I would guesstimate I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in terms of gym memberships, food, Supplements. I also include um, certification. Yeah, your courses. Yep. Uh, the investment, the money that you and I put into, <clears throat> excuse me again, starting our gym, mm-hmm. this podcast, mm-hmm. training for the podcast, equipment, all that's rolled into that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take back a cent. No. For that. So that there is a myth that needs to get shut down. Because to me, if someone says, I can't afford to eat healthy or I can't afford to do this, you're lying to yourself. Mm. You're lying to yourself and it's probably a combination of that and you haven't found a reason to justify the investment. Yes. Because I'm the same as Courtney. When I think back to what it's got me in my life, like it's, it's changed everything. Mm. You know, so that, that myth, like that is complete bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Next one. Having some coffee there. How's it going down? 
Is it a good one? Yeah, it is. Yeah? All right. The next myth you've got to stop believing is that you have to count your calories to lose weight. Mm. I'm going to start by saying, statement, I personally have never, ever, ever counted my calories. Neither. That was my next question. Have you, Courtney? No, you have not. No. We don't ask our clients to count their calories. No. That's very consistent. If we had any of them on the show, they would tell you that we are accurate and truthful with Mm. this. I think this is just one of those ones, again, it's a perception um, of what's always been done or what other people do. And so you can definitely lose weight by counting your calories. That's not a myth. You can definitely do that. Well, I don't want to... I don't want to diminish the importance of energy balance. Absolutely. Does it play a role? Uh, fuck, yes. It has it to. Does. It does. It, 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 it's very black and white in terms of it does absolutely play a role. But as Courtney said, yes, you can count your calories and lose weight. Guess what? You can also not count your calories and lose weight. Yeah, so the myth is that you, you have to no, and no. you don't have to. That's false. So there's... There's other ways that you can be calorie aware. Thank you. Without having to actually count the calories. Now, now that's so you, a term that we like. So you are right, mate. There always has to be some sort of deficit there, but or there has to be monitoring of calories in, calories out, things like that. But it, ha- it can be done in a way where you're not having to sit there before you eat and count how much this is going – to cost you for your calorie intake for the, for the day. day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and that's where you, we look and we've seen it where that can, it can lead you down a different path, which is the path of trading off food mm. for numbers. Mm. You know, it can be a damaging relationship for food. It can too. be really quite damaging. You know, you can see it where people will skip lunch because they know that they're going to have something for dinner. And oh, it's okay though because I'm still going to be under my calorie numbers for I've, the day. I'm glad you said that. I've seen that in extreme examples where I've seen people that have deliberately not eaten through the day because they know they're having a big uh, booze fest mm. in the evening. I'm saving all my calories for the alcohol. Mm. Which, for starters, I mean, it implies that all calories are the same. Like, no, they're fucking not. Yes. That's like saying all carbs are the same. Like, get the fuck out of here. But very, very simple, the myth that you have to count calories to lose weight. No, you don't. We live that ourselves. Our clients live that. And we ain't going to change. Because in our experience, relating to the context of the type of person who would listen to this podcast, the, the people that tend to need to worry about counting their calories are the ones that have bad habits in the first place. Mm-hmm. If your habits are good, and the, the majority of the food you eat is food you've cooked yourself, you don't need to count shit. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I said, if your habits are consistent and solid and healthy. Yes. It's those that are slamming the junk food or using it as, like Courtney said, looking for a trade-off. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip lunch so I can have my cake at dinner or have my alcohol after, after dinner, like, they're the ones that need to count their calories and they've got bigger problems than that. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add there? No. That's one thing I should say. If you if you go do some stalking of our social media or our website and you see, because we regularly show off you know, results before and after photos, ours, our clients, um, old clients, et cetera, not a single one 
did we ever ask, go count your calories? Not one. No. Yeah? Yeah. The next myth, which kind of comes off of this one, mm. you have to exercise more and eat less mm. to lose weight. It's not quite as simple as that. No. Is it? No. Now, for a lot of people, could they stand to move their body a little bit more? Yes. Yes. Now, do they need to eat less? That's a can of worms because it's like, well, eat less what? what? Yes. Do they need to pull back on slamming cake and ice cream and hamburgers and pizza three days out of seven every week, they probably do. Mm -hmm. Do they need to eat less in general? No. No. That's actually a, a secret hallmark of successful weight loss and, and changing, improving your body composition is you actually need to eat more. But again, more what? Yeah, and I think this, again, it just comes down to lack of knowledge of how the metabolism works. And also the way the body's conditioning changes in terms of if you're starting someone who's heavily overweight, they can actually get away with doing more exercise sessions than someone who's well-conditioned and well-trained. Do you know why? Why? Because the overweight person won't fucking last long. Their session might be a 15-minute walk up a gentle hill where the conditioned person might be a half an hour explosive dynamic session that just, that just destroys them mm -hmm. and they need more time to recover. So just the myth of it's about exercising more and eating less really oversimplifies mm. how this works and glosses over the fact that what your body needs changes as it evolves. Because mm. as you get stronger and you get faster, you actually, and, and as you get older, you need more time to recover. Mm. Thoughts from I guess talking to myself? Yeah, no, 100%. What's that? 100%. Oh, 100%. Yep. I love it. Nailed it. Nailed it? So no, it's not about exor necessarily exercising more, eating less. It's about being more structured and having a plan that evolves with you. Because hmm. you will change and your plan needs to change with it. Yes. Yeah? All right. The next one, which this one is insulting, this myth. Oh, it must have been so easy for you. You must be so motivated. Courtney, I'm so impressed with how much weight you've lost. You must have, it must be easy for you. I wish it was that easy for me. Am I right? No. No, it is, it is a very annoying comment. I can understand why people make it. Okay, why do you understand that? Because I fucking hate it. It's, it's, it's just from ignorance again. It's from somebody who's never done it. So when you've never done Ooh, something, good point. you have no concept of how it works. I, okay, you've got me thinking now. Is it because they believe they've tried and failed so it's been hard for them 
So someone who's had success must have found it easy. Of course. Yeah? Or they must have just been natural at it or, you know, they must have the genes for it, <sighs> you know. It's, it's It's things like that. But, again, it's just from the ignorance of not understanding how it works or that person – if you ask them, what have you done in the past to lose weight, guarantee you it'll be the fad diet, it's what the TV show said to do, it's it's the pills that Instagram said that you should take. <laughs> um, you know, it's, yeah. it's these sort of things. So, of course, they've got a skewed perception of how to lose weight and how hard it is. What's your, what's your immediate gut reaction slash feeling when someone says something like this to you? Must have been easy. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually don't get angry like you do. I think to myself, oh, you poor person. We're not too dissimilar. Because you obviously have, A, you have no idea how a good structured exercise and healthy lifestyle program should work. Mm. And I think, like, automatically, shit, how many failed diets have you been on? Because for someone to have that sort of idea of, oh, it must have been easy for you, they have never had any success with with healthy lifestyle and and um, exercise. Never. I find it insulting, personally, because the first thing I think of is, mate, you've got no fucking clue how hard this is. How to, to have any form of success with this, you have to go against the base instincts you've developed over years of self-neglect and self-abuse and negative self-talk. There is nothing, nothing harder than this in terms of improving yourself and working on yourself. I personally find it insulting because I think it undermines. Now, to be fair, however... I should say, though, sometimes it can be a problem that we can sometimes bring on ourselves if we are giving off the perception that it's easy. Yeah. Because, no, it's fucking not. You're right. But, but can the industry, can, our, can the weight loss industry do a better job of illustrating how hard it actually is? Yes. Well, they can, but they won't. Because then that takes away the headlines of the quick fixes. Well, as I said, so, the answer to all your questions is money and you can't it, – You. This, the one thing, though, can I just say that I will say with this, the one time that I do in, in – while you were explaining your point of view there, it did make me think that, yes, there are some times that I do get cross because I think it depends who's saying it. Details, please. So to me – whether this, this might be the wrong way to go about it, but it's just the way that I feel about it, that for me, I can, it, it makes me cross if someone says that to me who has never had a weight problem. Ooh. So I know that person. So I know the person saying it to me and I know you've never had a weight problem in terms of being overweight. Don't say that to anyone. Why? Because it's insulting to anyone you say that to. And I know that people can have underweight problems. People can have eating disorders the other way. And so you, I'm not discounting they've ever had troubles. But don't tell somebody that's 
been overweight and lost weight, oh, that must have been easy for you. Don't say that. I'm yet to meet a single person who's had any form of legitimate success with this. By legitimate, I mean long-term. Not, hey, I lost five kilos in a four-week challenge. I'm yet to meet anyone who's, who's had success legitimately with this long-term that has said to me, yeah, mate, it was fucking easy. Uh, 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 uh. There's a very common theme with this, with successful people in this field. It's all been fucking hard. The hardest. Yeah? Yeah. And I think never as well... As, sorry, I was just going to say, you can never and should never assume it came easy. You're actually better off assuming it came hard. It was very, very difficult and very challenging. And fuck, what have they had to work through and get over and leave behind Yeah, to get to where they are? And again, I think it just comes from, from ignorance, from not having done it and... And I know for, for me, we've had, say, Lisa on the podcast before. Mm. Now, Lisa came from an, an underweight background yep. and she struggled to put on weight. Mm. And so she had her own, you know, struggles with people, you know, coming at her saying, well, what, like, what's the problem here? What's wrong with you? You're fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. No. That's, and that's also, that's also disrespectful. Well, that's a massive so insult. It's yeah. disrespectful to say this sort of thing to somebody any shape and size because it doesn't matter what shape and size you are. If you don't like something about yourself, you have every right to want to better yourself. And so there's no right anyone has to say to somebody else, you're fine or that must be easy for you. And you're right, Matt. I think a lot of it comes down to us not often because we don't want to seem like complainers and whingers, so we don't talk often and openly about how hard it is and the struggles that we're going through yeah. with people that aren't really, really close to us and that we feel really safe with. So I think it's just an off the cuff, it's an ignorant comment that we've all probably made at some point in our lives and that we all just need to sort of check ourselves from making. Is that check ourselves before we wreck wreck ourselves? ourselves. Riggedy wreck That's ourselves? The one. I love that song. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you're somebody who has been guilty of making this comment, it's it's not the end of the world, but uh, you just need world. to check yourself and, and have a bit of perspective. And now that you do, because we've explained it to you, don't say it anymore. I would also say revisit those thoughts you used to have once you start to get some runs on the board because mm. then you realise, oh, shit, I was way off. Yeah, yeah. I was way off. Now... The last myth that you need to stop believing is 99% of what you see on social media. And this one makes me rage. Floor's yours. <laughs> this one makes me rage and I won't go into it super, super deep because I think it's probably can be an episode on itself at some point. But Should it be? Yeah. I, I get really, really angry. Why? Because... It's, again, I think I grew up, when I went to high school, there was no Facebook and there was no Instagram. And I think that it's really damaging these days, the lack of clarity 
on these platforms. I know that, you know, Instagram brought in the thing where, you know, they have to put like hashtag sponsored or hashtag ad next to something that they're promoting, um, these influencers, and there's certain things that have been brought in, but it's still it's still not clear. And it's not only what the products that they're promoting, it's also the image that they promote, these influencers online. So it's it's the filters and it's the the photoshopping and it's the well it's all it's not to so much as that it's also you're being shown curated content you're being shown what you what someone wants to show you they'll take 50 photos to post one the best one and they'll still edit that one before they post it well it's more than that though in terms of you might see on facebook or instagram some some challenge, some an ad, a sponsored ad that comes in your timeline and it's for some U-Butte six-week challenge and they're showing all these random before and after photos. Do you know the context of what happens behind those photos? Mm. Or you've got, say, a, a trainer who's showing you how they're living their best life. They're showing you their version of what they want you to see and you're not seeing what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, I I am very, very, very sceptical of most of what I see on social media, which is hilarious given that we're very active on social media. Now, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, we, we can't get any better at, at our social media. Of course we can get better at everything. There's always room for improvement, and we're, we're no exception to that. But I, I will say that, we are always working to be as transparent as we possibly can in terms of what we do and what our clients do and you know what we're about. Yes. And I would like to think this podcast does a pretty good job of that because we don't really hold anything back. No. But this isn't social media, is it? No. So we we are very diligent and we are always working to to improve that as well, but I, the, the best thing I can say here is, and I'll give this one back to you, Courtney, because you, you've got more about this than I do. You are right if you take what you see on social media most of the time with a massive grain of salt. Yeah. It's all yours. I mean, and, and that's pretty much what it comes down to. We have to start getting in the habit of questioning in our minds every picture that you see on Instagram. What am I not seeing? What, what am not I not seeing? reading? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, as you say, Matt, you've got to take everything that you see on social media with a grain of salt because every photo that went up on some influencer's page, there was 50 of them they didn't post because they didn't like the angle. Well, okay, you know what? I can actually give a personal uh, and professional example here with, with you and I. With the before and after photos we get our clients to do, the photos that, that you, see, you might see on our social media – they're probably not the first photos they took. No. Because we know what photos people need to take in terms of consistency, lighting, angles, etc., to really highlight any differences that are there. Mm-hmm. So there's a pretty good chance if you're looking at, say, a, a set of before and after photos of, of clients of ours, it might be like the third or fourth attempt because we've been coaching them to, you know, get your posture up. Get your shoulders back. Get your chin up. 
you know, don't take slouch. off that oversized t-shirt. Take off the fucking t-shirt, mate. Take off the take off the long pants. Yeah, you know, but we got nothing to hide there, you know. But it's even then, the photos that we're putting up are probably not the first take. No, and it doesn't minimize the result, but there's always something not at all. that goes around it. I think the main thing with what you see on social media, and this comes back to myths, is a every product that is ever promoted on social media. Mm-hmm. As in weight loss product? In any weight loss product yep. that's promoted through social media or challenge or anything like that. If you like the look of it, great. But do your research. Don't just take what is on social media. Go mm. into it. Look into it. And then the yeah, other thing you, that I'll say is yeah. when it comes to these influencers, so like you said, Matt, they're only showing you what they want to show you. They're only showing you. It's not even people say, oh, they're only showing you 1% of their life. It's not even 1% of their life. It's 0.01% of their life because it's the bits that they're choosing to it's, show you. It's the best 1% of 1%. It is, it is the tiniest part mm-hmm. of their life mm-hmm. and it is, again, it's not even in real time because they're choosing the parts that they want to show you. And when? And when they want to show it to you mm. and how they want to filter the photo. And it's, and it's all these sort of things. So there's nothing wrong with following people on social media. There's nothing wrong with having oh. people that you love to follow on social media. There, there are some quality, there's some quality people yeah. on social media that add value absolutely to your life but just don't get caught up the problem with then following a lot of these people and and what happens is the mentality you get caught up in the result because usually when they've hit this influencer status online they're starting to get momentum they're starting to get results whether that be from weight loss whether that be through the beauty industry whether that be through the celebrity whatever you're celebrating the result you're not celebrating the process of getting there. The work. And that's what a lot of people don't show. Well, yeah, it, it's there's a balancing act there because results do sell. Yes. And we are not going to argue with that. Like all, all the credibility that you and I have is based on what we've done ourselves, what we've done with our clients, etc. But there's a, there's a real fine line in terms of you have to also, in my opinion, you have to also be transparent in terms of the process – and the work and the challenges required to get to that result, that it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm jumping on a, on a slippery dip to success. And I think that that's then up to you to decide then who you follow. So you can follow anyone that you want. And this is what some people, it annoys me a little bit when they say to these influencers, oh, you shouldn't do this. Well, don't follow them. Yeah. Don't follow them. So there's too much emphasis now on what these influencers should and shouldn't post and not enough emphasis on, well, why are you following them? This. Why are you looking at their stuff if it's not helpful for you, if it's not mentally helpful for you, if it's not adding anything to your life, mm. don't follow them. Generally, it just increases the odds of noise Yeah. getting in your head. You've got to be very selective with this is life in general, not just social media, but be very selective in terms of who you listen to, who you look up to. Like the the phrase inspirational gets thrown around entirely too much. It does. And it's generally often this 
maybe a tangent, but you'll, you know, someone someone posts their photos, they've lost a stack of weight, and you'll see the comments, oh, you're so inspirational. Like, okay, what are you doing? This be, have you, how have you been inspired by that? You're doing fucking nothing. Anyway, point I'm getting at here is you've got to be very selective mm-hmm. about who you listen to, who you follow, uh, where you get your support and your advice from. That needs to be a very tightly curated list. And I think it can evolve as well over time. It does for me. I'll start following someone on Instagram for different reasons. Like, oh, you know, I'm following this person for um, content that they post um, about makeup or something like that. And, yeah, they post other content that is about health and fitness, which I know is ridiculous and I don't – but I choose to follow them because I feel like mentally I I can make that choice when I see their content about what I look at, what I don't look at. As soon as I feel like that is affecting me and what I do, I unfollow them. Yeah. And that needs to have, and that evolves. I'll go back through my Instagram and I'll see posts that come up and I think, why am I following you? I obviously did at one point because there was something in their content that I wanted to get out of it. But I look at it now and I think, why am I following you? Unfollow them. And I think that there's not enough time that we look at our social media content and see, okay, what is helping us? And what is not helping us? I, I personally have the three E's that I require if I'm going to follow people on social media. And it's not just influencers, it's people in general. Mm. They need to either educate, entertain, or empower. Nice. Them. If they don't do any of those three, have a nice life. That is perfect categories to follow. So say it again. So if you're going through your news feed... And you see somebody that doesn't entertain, educate, or empower. Unfollow them. Yeah. And you know what? I have to say, that includes us. Yes. If you don't get that value from us, then fuck us off. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, not, we're not adding to it because generally that's where it can lead to these, you know, these negative comparisons to other people because you think you, you're coming up short mm. and you're, you're comparing – your ninety percent of what is your most of your life to their point one of one percent of selected life. Uh huh. Of, of highly curated. Yes. Best of. Yes. And you, you never win that battle. No. So we've done well here. I think that's it. We could keep ranting about this forever, but we'll stop now. Let's wrap it up. We're coming. We're coming up on an hour. So let's 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 pull the pull the plug on this one. Hope you got a lot out of this. Mm. Uh, we've definitely enjoyed doing it. Yes. Um, been a blast, Courtney. Thanks for that. Uh, if you've got nothing else to do, come and hang out with us in our Facebook group. If you want some good energy on social media. If you want some entertainment, education or empowerment, come to our Facebook group. You'll find a link to that in your podcast app. Just press the link and, hey, there we are. Yes. Come hang out with myself, Courtney, and other fans of the show. Courtney, we have swag. Yes, we do. Uh theweightlosspodcast.com forward slash shop. Go grab yourself a T-shirt, a hoodie, you know, support the show. Mm-hmm. Keep us ad-free. Uh, and that's a wrap. That's so it. well done. I uh, hope you got a lot of this, like I said, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com.